Hello, my fellow story lovers. Welcome. I am so happy that you stopped by Story Motor. I am Vern, your storyteller, with another wonderful story to enlighten your day. Today, I will share a story told in a way that I like to tell. So, what do you do when you find a story that you like? Tell it. Today's story is entitled Reverend Uncle Mike. One day on a dirt road in Georgia, an image appeared on the horizon. As much as anyone could tell, the image was that of a tall, slender man, and there appeared to be a duffel bag draped over his right shoulder. As he got closer, the children playing in the yard recognized him and yelled, Ma! Here comes Uncle Mike up the road. His mother jumped from her rocking chair and peered up the road. She could not mistake that walk. She knew that was her son. She yelled out for everyone to hear. Mike's home. Like a herd of cows, they trampled up the road to meet him halfway. The force behind her hug almost knocked him to the ground as she threw her arms around his neck and hugged him so very tightly. Immediately, Uncle Mike found a job at the poultry plant. Later, he worked at the lumber yard. There, he met his future wife, Deborah. Now, Deborah was younger, quiet, and an unassuming type of young woman. They dated for a while amongst the rumors that he was seeing other women. Even though people warned her not to marry him, she did anyway. Once they married, Uncle Mike had several side jobs, including being a bootleg preacher. Now, due to his alcoholism and absenteeism, Uncle Mike could not keep a job. So money was unreliable from his end. Deborah carried the family. Poor Deborah. She lived with the fear that she would be unable to pay the bills. Uncle Mike decided to go to seminary. Now it wasn't a long stretch for Uncle Mike to become a full-time preacher. Reverend Uncle Mike was what he was called. That was his nickname. Sound and so eloquent, he always recited the scriptures from the Bible to treat what he called a sensitive soul. He dressed like a preacher with his dapper three-piece black suit, white shirt, and black tie. He always cared about his appearance. Before he left work, he would always tidy up. Those black shoes were staples. And they were always polished to the hilt. After finishing seminary, Uncle Mike became an ordained minister. Reverend Uncle Mike lifestyle changed. People said he was living above his means, buying things that he could not afford. He and his wife bought a big brick house. Every year he bought a brand new car. He was borrowed from Peter to pay Paul. He was in a lot of debt. He owed the bank, finance company, car loans, department store, everybody. The trouble started when he and Deborah fought over money. They had been married for 10 years and Deborah was getting 
thicker and thicker. She had always suspected that Reverend Uncle Mike was cheating. All times of day and night, women called asking for him. Then when she told them that he was not there, they hung up on her. She was not lying, but they thought that she was. The women showed her no respect. When he had a baby outside of the marriage, he went to court and gave the baby his last name. She was livid, but she accepted it. Whenever Reverend Uncle Mike had to travel to a revival, Deborah would not go with him. One day she told her sister, those church women are so disrespectful. They come up to my husband. I see them flirting with him. They completely ignore me. You should hear some of the things they say to him while I'm standing right there. One day, before Reverend Uncle Mike went to revival, he said to his wife, Now, I'm going to revival. I want you to stay off the phone just in case I need to call you. Later, Deborah went to her sister's house. She told her sister that she needed to get back home because Mike might be calling her. Later, Reverend Uncle Mike said that he did call Deborah, but she did not answer. He had an accident and needed her to come get him. Once he got home, he said his wife was not there. He told the police he called around, but no one had seen her. Betty Jackson, the next door neighbor, told the police, Deborah came over here after she left her sister. She told me that Reverend had called her and he'd been in a bad accident. She gonna go get him. Later on that night, I looked out the window and saw Rev's car. I thought it was strange because that car was not damaged. The police found Deborah's car parked on the side of the road near some trees. The engine was still running and the headlights were still on. Deborah had been brutally and fatally beaten. When the police questioned Reverend Uncle Mike, they found him to be very suspicious, partly because he had burned his trash, all of it. Even though no physical evidence was found, the police still considered Reverend Uncle Mike a likely suspect. Unfortunately, his wife left no money. Reverend Uncle Mike went and collected on his wife's final check, settled her businesses, and applied for insurance money. Unbeknown to all of them, Reverend Uncle Mike had purchased policy on his wife, his mother, his brother, aunt, niece, and nephew. And he was listed as the sole beneficiary on all of them. Betty Jackson, Reverend Uncle Mike's neighbor, was married with three young children. Betty's husband, James Jackson, had been sick and could hardly get around before he died. People suspected that he was poisoned with antifreeze. After Betty's husband died, Reverend Uncle Mike moved in, married her, and adopted her three children. By the time the trial came along, Betty was Reverend Uncle Mike's second wife, and she changed her testimony. 
She testified that she did not remember anything. Reverend Mike was set free and he collected the insurance money on his wife. One day, Betty went to visit her mother in the next town over. She was found dead on the floorboard of her car. An investigation found an acute respiratory problem. Again, Reverend Uncle Mike collected on the insurance policy. Mysteriously, Reverend Uncle Mike's brother Jim was found dead on the side of the road. Jim was an alcoholic. Word got around that Jim died of alcohol poisoning. Again, Reverend Uncle Mike collected as the sole beneficiary on the policy. Now at this point, the insurance company became suspicious and refused to issue him any more policies. Although it was said to have been of natural causes, Robert, Uncle Mike's nephew, also died. Reverend Uncle Mike collected on the policy. Reverend Uncle Mike married a third time. His third wife's teenage daughter, Holly, was found underneath her car. but said that she was changing her tire. An investigation suggested that she was placed there. Now, Reverend Uncle Mike was suspected in all of these people's demise, but no one ever proved it. Claims of fraud and regarding his life insurance policies were found circumstantial. The community distrusted him and still believed that he did it. His reputation changed and the church dismissed him. Now, maybe unluckily, ironically, or even unfortunately, in front of many witnesses, Uncle Mike was slain at his stepdaughter's funeral. The community could now rest. If you is who you ain't, then you ain't who you is. Reverend Uncle Mike, thank you for dropping by and spending time listening to my story. Come back as often as you like. I'll be happy to have you. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Goodbye for now.